You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. And this match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Welcome to another edition, folks. This is Mr. Green, and we are coming back on WOW. Believe it or not, it is season four. Stretching all the way back to what, 2001, and we're up in 2017, and it just on season four. There's, there's something, you know, diametrically wrong with that, but, you know, who am I to, to go on about it? Anyhow... Again, this is uh, Mr. Green, and you are listening to the WPN Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. And uh, as you may or may not know, uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, of course, Women's Pro Wrestling Network on YouTube, there is an entire Season 1 review of WOW that you can uh, kind of go through. If you haven't watched any of it or you had no intentions of watching it, uh, you know, you can always go through that and listen to it episode by episode and see what exactly was going on in the wild with all their shows they had in the can which is exactly what that was at the time it was episodes that was sitting in the can that they more or less chopped up to make uh, a season or so worth of uh worth of footage uh full disclosure this is the second time i'm, I'm doing this particular episode the, the first one the audio didn't come out all that great so i'm having to do this again so you know hopefully i can remember all of the, the good stuff that i said because I, I don't have access to my notes <laughs> right now so we're, we're gonna basically kind of get this thing going on on the fly but most of which i think i can i think i can recall it i mean i've, I've watched enough of the episode so as i'm recording this wow has kicked back into gear they are on season four, and they have released two episodes and two bonus clips and a trailer uh, thus far. And I will say, starting out the gate, it looks good. I mean, the uh, the footage looks really crisp. Uh, they, they have taken an entirely different pace. Uh, there, there are some things that I, I, that I don't necessarily agree with as far as the show is concerned, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but first, let's, uh, for those that have um, limited knowledge of the previous seasons of WoW, Season 2 and Season 3, let, let's, let's jump back in that just for a second. Season 2 and Season 3, for those that didn't know, were uh, uh, taped somewhere along the lines of 2012 and released maybe about three years later. So you had a, a pretty good layover in terms of the amount of footage and what was going on with these uh, individuals at the time. Uh, and, and even now, you know, even the uh, layover between season three and season four, uh, they couldn't, you know, it, it, there just was a big gap between uh, the releases of these things. So what you wound up getting was, while having to cut this to the best of their ability, to try and make up for the, uh, the, 
the space that went on. Uh, if you went back and you listened to certain episodes, I think um, the first championship defense, which featured Lana Starr taking on Sunshine, which is a ridiculously terrible match. Uh, but if you go back and listen to that, they, they would make references to things that took to uh, things and uh, characters that took place in uh, the first season of WoW, which was in 2001, which is, uh, you know, a decade apart. And, you know, why they were making reference to that when there was going to be no payoff to it, because they, you know, the, like the Beach Patrol, I'll just go ahead and say it. They were, they were trying to imply that Sunshine was part of the Beach Patrol, a, a team that didn't even exist any longer. And, uh, you know, again, it, it was just making it very difficult for them to kind of uh, piece this thing together. But they tried their best, and, you know, they, they got you the, the matches uh, of the entire season. You probably got two or three matches that were, you know, pretty pretty good. Uh, and then they went off, and they, they started doing uh, a little bit of a transition. Now, this is where we start to roll into Season 4, where in the things that I – have to give a little bit of thumbs up about it, so we're going to try to take this bit by bit. The first thing was is that I believe when I did the first season review, one of my suggestions was I wish that they were less of a television show and more of a wrestling promotion. Well, I seemingly have gotten that wish. Uh, in the time that they have gone into producing season four, they also have started doing what they call Friday Night Fights. Friday Night Fights is something that WoW is doing out in uh, Los Angeles, and they, uh, I want to say the two locations that they've used, they, they've had it in an outside parking lot, kind of a guerrilla-style uh, wrestling show, and they've also uh, been on inside of a, I want to say a ballroom, a hotel ballroom. I can't remember the, the, the name of that location off the top of my head, but what they were doing is that they, would act, they hold these live events, which is something WoW very rarely... I'm not even going to say rarely. Something WoW didn't do. WoW originally was just a television show. It was a television show from start to finish, and, and they really didn't extend beyond that all that much. If you went up and down the roster, you might have seen, and I'm talking about the original cast here, you might have seen one or two people who legitimately had some sort of wrestling background. When WoW was reintroduced in the seasons two and three, that that roster got blended a bit, and I would say you probably was dealing with somewhere in the line of a 60-40 a split, let's say. 60% uh, dealing with uh, non-wrestling personalities opposed to the 40% that they brought in, like a Jesse Bell Smothers, like an Amber O'Neill, like a uh, 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 Santana Garrett. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put Jungle Girl in that because she actually did have a run in uh, the independent circuit before she retire a lot of people forget about that uh but so you know you, you were still kind of leaning more towards the model and the and the actresses and whatnot but now now that they do these friday night fights you you've kind of pushed a lot of that out of the way and you've got more wrestlers who've come into play and and they've started doing these these shows for them uh local talents that's out there you know, hudson envy you know a lot of people know her of course on tv she's known as spike uh <clears throat> Bambi, she's come back. She, she seems to be pretty uh, tightly woven into the fabric of WoW. She, uh, she's listed as a trainer. Uh, and, and unofficially, in my view, she's like an ambassador to, to the to the show. I'll, I'll get into uh, her doing those things a little bit later on. 
But uh, they have moved on, and they've started doing these Friday night fights, and they would shoot it. I was going to say record, but it's not really recorded. They shoot it on Facebook Live. And, and for all intents and purposes, let's let's not even say that they shoot it on Facebook Live. They, they provide you a portal to see what's going on and kind of keep up with who's winning what and uh, where the rankings are, you know, for lack of a better term. And any major storylines, they may break out the, the cell phone of somebody recorded in the light. So, so it's really not a high production piece, but it is a, you know, it, it is wrestling and it's, overwhelmingly wrestling which which i am like seriously surprised about because again up until this point wow had been primarily a television show and the wrestling was kind of on the back burner but they unveiled some uh key storyline points which have bridged season three to season four which i thought was done you know nicely done I, I, I was i was happy to hear that it was done opposed to what they did the last time where they just made up stuff and they were saying oh yeah lana star won this title uh at a, at a house show that we did back in 2002 and she just held on to the title ever since and of course we know that never happened now that some phantom title change that they just did for tv purposes but this time because they are doing these uh seemingly weekly wrestling events they actually were able to have Lana Stark come out there and David McClain had this interaction with her and say, hey, look, you know, we found out you are injured and I know you want your rematch. You just lost the championship last season, but I cannot in good conscience allow you to get the cha- you know championship match because your doctor says you're hurt and it could be career ending, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they've given you a reason as to why it is not Lana Starr going for the championship, which then led into them doing a, a series of matches they didn't unveil all the matches. That that that's the downside. I, you know that that's a con for me. They have not unveiled all the matches. I don't even think they even show you all the clips. Uh, uh, and for that matter, sometimes they don't even list the names that was in the thing. And, and I think that's a little bit of a, a, a downer. It's like you, you could at least on your website write it up. You know, if you can't do anything else about it, just write the thing up. If you don't want us to see it, you won't go through the, the trouble of of uh putting it on on facebook and uh, i don't want to show show this whole thing live for people who didn't pay all right fine i get that you know i'm i'm fine with that but write it up you know at least so people that's outside of the la area can can read about okay this person you know she beat this person to advance to the next round and so on and so forth but anyway ultimately speaking it it wound up being chloe hertz the all-natural chloe hertz who won this uh tournament of sorts to become the number one contender and be able to challenge jungle girl at what would be their next live event which would be at the belasco theater in downtown la which also would serve as a venue as a taping point for what would be season four of wow so they had a nice transition off into our live events right into uh the the next season of wild that is being released to the public and i thought that was that was that was pretty smooth that they did that very nice that they uh provided some sort of bridging point gave you gave you something to get excited about a, a little bit of storyline and that was cool you know that that was a, that was a cool thing it, and for once for once in the history of the women of wrestling promotion it felt like a wrestling promotion and the, the fact that they have far, far less of the models and the actresses and that, that were 
on WoW, and all due respect to them, I'm not knocking them, because some of them actually turned out to be pretty good, and if they had stuck with it, who knows, But uh, or at least competent. But um, they have far, far less of those in there now, and they've just moved on to getting uh, more more wrestling talent, like Holly Dead. Holly Dead is a, is a girl that is essentially local to uh, uh, L.A. or the California area, and is known for tagging with Thunder Rosa and as the Twisted Sisters. But she is uh, listed as a girl on the WoW roster, and, she, and somehow she managed to keep her name because just nominally speaking, if they can change the name, it looks like they can, like they will. Like I was just talking about Chloe Hertz, the all-natural. Well, we know her as Katie Forbes, the Barbie, Barbie badass on the independent circuit. She's dating Rob Van Dam. That's not the here nor there. But, uh, yeah, if you know, if you haven't seen Chloe Hertz, a.k.a. Katie Forbes, that's who she is. <clears throat> so she won the tournament. She gets the the, uh, the title match. They move on into the uh, – into the the television tapings, uh, all of which, like I said, the video is very very clean. It, it, it in fact, I would even go further than say that it's clean. It looks almost like a movie. Like that, the colors are very rich. Uh, that they, they, you know, this is the editor in me speaking now. That they 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 pop the blacks in there so they could, so you can get kind of this rich color but kind of a dark hue so to speak i don't know how i can really explain it to you if you never really edited video but that that's uh kind of what they've done there and, and it looks looks great i mean it, it almost looks like it doesn't even belong on a tv screen much less a computer screen it looks like it, it it like they almost should have that thing on a big screen somewhere it, it, it's very reminiscent of the uh the I can't call them vignettes that Lucha Underground does, but it is very reminiscent of what Lucha Underground does uh, for their backstage segments, where it feels like very, you know, like a movie. Even though the difference between the two is that WoW uses that movie camera style for just like random footage <laughs> and almost backstage stuff. Whereas Lucha Underground actually sets up scene and they, you know, they, they shoot it like, like a miniature movie or whatever you want to call it. So in, in any case, so so you have that. And the the first release of, of WoW was uh, the championship match. It was Jungle Girl, a.k.a. Erica Porter, who uh, I want to make a quick plug for us here, that if you haven't listened to the interview that I, I had with Erica Porter, um, you can go onto our YouTube channel. You can download MP3 on uh, Podbean. Just search WPN Wrestling on Podbean, or, or for that matter, might as well just go ahead and get it out of the way. We're we're on Podbean. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on Google Play. Uh, we're on iTunes. Leave us a review if you're there, um, and you can get it on either one of those venues. Just search WPN Wrestling and. Uh, Getting back to the point at hand, we have an interview with her, and this it was recorded just before she was set for her championship defense, where she was defending against uh, Chloe Hurt. So you can uh, go and check that out if you haven't had the opportunity already. But um, that that was the the match of the night. So let's talk about the changes. The match was uh, well, I'll get to that later. <laughs> let's talk about the changes. All right, first thing, the venue beforehand. Uh, 
the last season you'll you'll see a big noticeable change in the venue. The venue takes place like in, like I said in the Belasco, which is somewhat like a ballroom. Uh, it, that alone really gave it a nice indie feel to me. I mean, it, it, it was a little bit more high-ranking than the indie feel because they, they had some money behind that. I mean, they, they had the banners up. They had the, you know, the, the, the seating was, was done very well, looked, looked uh, very organized. The, the laser lights that was kind of streaking across the, the ceilings there. So, I mean, it, it, it looked very much like an indie, but it looked like a very polished indie show. So and that's probably about the best way I could describe that, uh, and I like it. I, I like that. I like it much better than what they did in the Las Vegas showroom uh, last year. Is it last year? Yeah, I guess year year before last, because they they released all that stuff at one time. So <clears throat> that much is a, is a plus. They also now have a three man booth or a three person booth, if you want to call that, for commentary. Uh, of course, David McLean, the the voice of Wow, has is is back on commentary. He's not the lead commentary guy. The lead commentary guy would be Dan Masters, and former WOW personality and member of Charlie's uh, Charlie's Harley's Angels uh, has returned to the, the fold, at least in this particular stint. As one of the commentators, Easy Rider. I forget her real name. I think it's Colleen Schneider, because uh, she she's gone on. You know, since WOW, she's gone on to be a stand-up comedian, and that explains why she's on this show and why she's the third person in the booth. As if she really has no purpose in being there other than to work in some jokes every once in a while, and which, uh, first off, if she's gonna do that. There's really no reason for her to be returning as Easy Rider. I'm like, uh, I get it that they probably felt like, well, you know, if it's the wild audience, we should bring back a wild personality, and what, why not have Easy Rider? But what difference does it make? Easy Rider hadn't been on TV in over a decade, and she was not that big of a character where it means so much that she should come back and be underneath the persona of Easy Rider. They could have just as easily introduced her as, like, you know, formerly known as Easy Rider, Colleen Snyder, see her at the Ha Ha's this weekend or whatever the heck she's doing. But she, she's on there and she's, she's the third person. And it reminds for those of you like me that can actually remember Monday Night Raw back in the days when they had that, that terrible three-man booth of, you know, uh, what was it, Vince McMahon, Bobby Heenan and Rob Bartlett. Before that, Vince Man, Randy Savage, and Rob Bartlett. And this is not a knock on either McMahon, Savage, or Heenan, but Bartlett. Bartlett was terrible. He was just not good in that role. And, and this is what I get with this is the same vibe I get with Colleen Snodders. Like that, there is almost no point in having her there because Dan Masters has to stop what he's doing in order to get her time. You know, get her just a little portion to speak and, and and he's not like really running the uh the commentary gauntlet like he ain't no moral moralano i can't even say his name right now the legal smack <laughs> legal smackdown I, i'm getting tongue-tied but uh he he's not him i mean he's not bad but he ain't him and uh you know it, 
And David McClain has his point. You know, David used to be there to kind of weave in the, the humor every once in a while. But now you got a lead guy in Dan Masters. You got David McClain, who's kind of the subsidiary to that. And then you got uh, Easy Rider, who's just there for kicks and giggles. And I, I, I don't necessarily agree with it. But, you know, I, I understand. Hey, you, you got to try it. You got to see if it works. But the commentary booth doesn't work for me. I, I think they should just go back down to the two-man booth, just Dan Masters, Dave McClain, and, and just be done with that. Uh, the video in it of itself, uh, visually, it looks great. It is a very jarring video, though. And uh, it is very possible that this video will get back to, to WOW at some point. Because they, they post on my page all the time when, they, when they're trying to promote their stuff. So I, I can only assume that they've heard some of this. So let me just go ahead and be clear about this. And I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm certainly not saying this in a, in, in a, in a manner that, I, that is insulting. Or at least I'm hoping it's not. But it's, it is a jarring video. I mean, I, I sat there and I, rec- and I timed some of this. It moves every five to six seconds. That is way too damn much. I can't, you know, it's hard to, to sit there and focus on the action when you do it. And I said it when I tried to record it the first time, and I, I'll say it now. What they are doing is producing video for theatrics, not coverage. And I'll explain that. The difference between, say, say you're looking at Monday Night Raw, you're looking at Ring of Honor, you're looking at Impact Wrestling. <clears throat> as much as wrestling is a work, as much as wrestling is already orchestrated, as much as whatever you, whatever, you know, descriptive phrase you want to describe about pro wrestling, in most cases, it is shot for coverage. It's shot like a sport. When you look at football, you look at, them shooting for coverage because they want to make sure that you see everything that's going on. Sure, they got 10 other cameras that's all running and shooting and recording at the same time, but by and large, you're watching and you're seeing coverage. Now, when they do the highlights, when they come back and they want to cut it up and they want to get the best clips possible, then they they go to those other camera shots and they okay, let's take that one, let's take camera six or whatever the case may be. And they'll put that together because the highlights look better. But you can't go through highlights at a time when you're trying to make sure that everybody's seeing what's going on in a live environment. And what they have on WOW is like they're they're not worried about the live environment. It's not live, first off. You know, it it is all pre-taped, but that doesn't mean it can't be shot live to tape. And they're just going through the motion of let's cut here, cut there, cut that, and it and it keeps going on and on and on and on and on. So it makes it hard to to concentrate and be able to enjoy the match to the fullest. You know, even though I know sometimes they cut like that because they want to avoid the light hits or they want to avoid the botches and they they want to avoid stuff like that. But man, I I, I really wish that that jarring editing style would just stop. It is is. It's, it's really hard on the eyes for me. I mean, you go there, you watch it, uh, leave a comment below if, you, if you've if actually seen it, if, if you're okay with it, if you're not okay with it, if you see what I'm talking about, let me know. I'd really like to hear it. 
But uh, yeah, it, it is a it's a very jarring uh, editing style as far as I am concerned. The match in and of itself, from what I can tell, seemed okay because you, you had, uh, again, you had Katie Forbes, uh, Wiles, Chloe Hertz, and you had Eric Porter. Again, Jungle Girl, who both of which are competent enough in the ring to deliver a reasonable match. I don't think it was... Uh, uh, over the top or uh, stellar, I don't. I, you know, I would actually say if in this, in the lore of WoW and in Jungle Girl matches, the, the match she had with Tadvik is probably the the best one that she's had as of late. And I'm I'm still I'm kind of surprised that I'm saying that. Which brings me to another point. I have to get this out while I uh, while I think about it, is that you know you also had a big roster turnover. That's that's probably the other big thing that WoW kind of really illustrates when you are looking at it right now now granted they haven't released all the videos you know they, they like to do this thing week by week to keep you coming back to the website but uh it seemingly is a, is a huge turnover in wow uh just from when i remember them announcing the match lineup uh some months ago before this thing was taped in the first place a lot of those people that were on the, their last season just are not coming back <coughs> Uh, Sunshine, I mentioned her earlier. She ain't coming back. Fire, Frost. Uh, who, who else is in that thing? Tadavik the gamer. A lot, of, a lot of. I mean, and Tadavik went on wrestling independently for a little while. I don't think it lasted very long. I think mean, she, she might have had two or three matches. But she and and a number of other girls who would qualify as WoW originals. Are not coming back. Miss Kitty, who was uh, Lana Starr's assistant, her personal assistant last season, she's not coming back, or at least not in the foreseeable future. She's moved on to Lucha Underground, as has uh, one half of, what was it, Tropical Storm, uh, Paradise, and El Nina. And she, was, she was El Nina, and uh, she's gone on to being the ring announcer for Lucha Underground, which effectively killed that tag team, which Paradise isn't coming back either. So so you, you've you lost a lot of the, the wild girls, the, the, some of the names that people uh, assumably have gotten used to in that first season of WoW. I say first season, but season two and three. Uh, they, they, those girls are, are just gone. And I think now that they, they've gotten this, they, they've moved on to what I would call the actual wrestling girls. Erica Porter, when I spoke to her, she she's made it clear. She she feels like she owes David McClain a lot. Um, she uh, would be very willing and happy to wrestle for him, and uh, she has shown that. She's she's stuck true to her word. She told me that some months ago, and she has been very true to what she said. She she goes from essentially the East Coast to West Coast to take care of that for him and be his champion. And uh, she's she's really kind of holding the ball for for a while as it's as it relates to that right now, and and she's still wrestling for him, uh, and with no with no real sign of um, taking other independent dates. Although I tried to talk into it, I, for you promoters out there, I tried I tried to get her to kind of agree to do some other matches outside of that. But uh, she, she's really sticking to her guns. She's like, you know, hey, David McClain treated me good, so I'm going to, you know, I owe him. This is my this is my payback. That's that's her receipt, if you will. And she, she's delivering. So they, they have it with that. 
what what else is uh, new and wow? We talked about their roster turnover and and, and the change in style. Well, you know, uh, there is one other evolution. Now that I think about Jungle Girl, the evolution that, that kind of adds into this uh, motif that they're kind of transitioning into a independent wrestling promotion, or, or at least it feels that way, is that she's dressed down the cartoon version of Jungle Girl. When you go and you look at her now, she's she's got like this uh, bodysuit that, yeah, she's still barefoot, but she, but she's not literally walking around in, in a cheetah leopard print or whatever she used to wear at the time and carrying a spear and claiming she's from the jungle and this, that, and other. She might use the phrase like, you know, this is law of the jungle and stuff like that, but but now Jungle Girl comes off more as a moniker opposed to I'm actually from the jungle. Uh, the, the best comparative I could give to that is The Undertaker. Like When The Undertaker first hit the scene, they sold it as, oh, this dude is from the dark side. He's really dead. He, he doesn't feel pain and all that other stuff. And now, yeah, we still call him the Undertaker today, and he still does the lightning and the gong and all that stuff like that. But, you know, they don't sell it like he's dead anymore and that he doesn't feel pain and all that stuff. He actually will sell for us, somebody if he's in the middle of a match. So that's uh, that that's the, the, the reasonable comparative I could have. She, she just evolved. You know, the Jungle Girl characters evolved. And that's cool. I, that, I, I like that, too. If you are looking at it uh, again, that there's two bonus clips for the the episodes seem a lot more concise. Like there's an open, and there's uh, you know the the well, not opening credits, but there's an opening sequence. They got the match, and then they kind of lead off at the end, letting you know, hey, this is what's coming up next week. I like that. So you know the presentation has changed. I mean, it is is dr- drastically different. And I guess that's what they were looking for. It's like, we got to come back and we got to come back hard and we got to come back with a brand new look, a brand new feel. And and it's all of that. It looks it looks and feels differently. The only big complaint that I have about that is that jarring editing. I don't like that. Um, so, so you got that. And, and, you know, they don't really include the bonus clips. You still got to go out of the match to look at the bonus clips to kind of see what led into the match itself. <laughs> so, you know, that... That could be worked a little differently, but I understand that they probably are trying to keep these episodes pretty tight. And it seems like the average as it stands between those two matches is about 15 to 20 minutes or so. And that's due. You know, that's cool. That's doable. I mean, you can sit down and watch that and, and, and be done. It's like a, if they were to include commercials, it would be a half-hour show. So, that, so that's, that's fine. Uh... Second episode, Abilene Maverick taking on Steffi Slays, who was one half of the uh, Bully Busters. And oddly enough, as I was going through people who didn't come back, I think Keita Rush and Steffi Slays, who was formerly Stephanie Maviliosa uh, during the, the Bully Buster tag team, and I think they, they are slated to get back together as a tag team later, um, they, they may be the only ones that have come back. They, they, they're the only ones that have really stuck around with this thing. Um <clears throat> course Steffi Slay she's got her got her name changed assumably because that would be more marketable or easy to say than Stephanie Marvilliosa I, I, I guess that would be the case 
so you know you, you have that and you have I believe Maverick who who we all know is the former NWA Women's World Champion Barbie Hayden uh, also have an interview with her go uh, on Women's Pro Wrestling Network YouTube channel pull that up but uh, she and uh, Abilene had a match and, and I, I don't want to beat a dead horse with it but I gotta say one more time it, it, it's, it's fine watching it but it gets difficult at times because of the amount of cuts but in any case Barbie is, is pretty accomplished and I think that they she probably helped them have an, a, a fairly reasonable match because of her ability to, to carry it uh, not knocking Steffi but uh, of course, she she does have a little bit of ways to go in terms of learning how to to work to to the standard of a Barbie Hayden. Um, Barbie's character, as Abilene Merrick, the governor's daughter, has evolved. When she was presented previously, she was more or less presented as the good old I want to say fun loving, but Texas girl. Uh, you know, and she and she too, much like Jungle Girl, had kind of that cartoon look we're going to give you the stereotypical cowgirl uh presentation the boots and the, and the silver shorts they, they, they always aim with the dallas cowgirl thing uh but that's been taken away and she has kind of just gone with uh just wrestling gear like a, a another bodysuit for actually now that i think about it so uh her character's evolved now she's a heel uh, with, without any rhyme or reason, I guess they feel like they can do that between the uh, the, the the seasons. So Abilene Maverick is now the governor's daughter, and she's presented as this kind of stuck-up, rich, snotty uh, girl who saw Stephanie Slays as beneath her. She she pours the tea on her at their at their at their dinner party or tea party or whatever the case may be, which then constitutes them getting a match. And this is where I said that uh Bambi kinda of, uh, I shouldn't say Bambi, Selena Majors kinda of comes off as the um the ambassador to while because even though she's the trainer she's in there helping her like i'll talk to david mcclain for you and i'll get you a match so you know so things like that i mean i thought that was very well done the, the little vignette segment that they had there and, and it also kind of it helps push the stories along uh we now know that abilene merrick and and lana star are in cahoots or at least they're friends now. And, and uh, let's rewind this back to episode one of season four a little bit. Uh, before the matches began, Lana Star pulls up in the limo. Of course, she's you know kind of upset that I'm not getting my title shot. You know, you, you went behind my back and you got my doctor's uh, information on me. That's illegal. I should sue you. And she's going back into the same thing that, that Lana Star was pushing way back in 2001 where i'm going to take over the show and it's going to be the lana star show and and the lead heel manager if you will gets out of the limo after her sofia lopez the the quote greatest attorney in the world who had been uh representing caged heat for some time and they, they also are kind of pushing towards that so it all in all, as I as I see the vignettes, I see Lana Star getting out. She's making threats on David McClain. I see Sophia Lopez getting out. She's got ties with Lana Star. Lana Star shows up at Avalene Merrick's house, who's the governor's daughter. She's got rich uh, ties, and you know they're talking about uh, 
uh, I guess Apley getting her way, getting her plan, like she wanted to match with Steffi Slays and this, that, and the other. <clears throat> it sounds like they at least have one, a, a storyline that is starting to unveil, and and there there is cohesive. Uh, there's a cohesive thing that's kind of being woven through. I'm trying to give it a time to to play itself out. Because you have other stuff that's going on. You got the stories at the front end. You got the stories at the back end. The back end of some of these stories is that they're setting up for the, the split of the All-American Girls. If you followed them, Santana Garrett, Amber O'Neill on the uh, on the independent circuit, you know that they've, they've already had a match in shine that essentially split them up. But, they, but that's not acknowledged in a while. And they won the Tag Team Championships some four years ago <laughs> so that that they can that they still have to acknowledge that they hold but somehow the the titles have been vacated and that they're going to go because sofia lopez got did something got an injunction put in whatever the heck so the the, the next setup is now caged heat versus the all-american girls for the wild tag team championships which would make cage heat a two-time champs winning if they win and and spoiler alert they're probably going to win it if i remember all this correctly if you don't want to hear all this you just you know skip ahead to the end but uh i think it's pretty well common knowledge at this point a casey's getting the titles back b uh the all-american girls are splitting up they they you know all of this stuff has been shot and recorded already and uh the the, the big spoiler here, and I'm guessing that it, this is going to be one of the big unveils as time goes on, is that as they are setting the stage for the, the All-American Girls to split up, which which takes place when when uh, Santana Garrett shows up in their their dressing room. Amber O'Neill is just sitting in the mirror. She's kind of being self-absorbed. She's putting on her makeup, this, that, and the other. And she's talking about, what are you talking about? I left you. You know, I, I got into the limo. You wasn't there, so I left. So, you know, you see the attitude kind of kicking in with Amber O'Neill. Santana's like, unbelievable. And I don't believe, you know, I, I'll talk to you about this later. So we know where this is going. We know Santana's going to be the baby face. We know Amber Gallus is going to be the heel. And here's the spoiler, folks. I'm going to give you a second. Okay. The spoiler there is that Amber Gallows now becomes the uh, protege of Lana Starr. And she assumes the name of the Beverly Hill Babe. So so now she's been fully wowatized, I guess, if you want to call it that. So she's, she's taking on her, her new wow persona. So, <clears throat> but all of that sounds cool. And I'm, I'm still waiting on that to unveil. And by the way, I know I kind of jumped ahead of the Abilene Maverick Steffi Slaves match. I, I did say it was an okay match, but I didn't say who won in either match. So here we go. <laughs> the championship was retained by Jungle Girl. She did beat Chloe Hertz in, in the uh, championship match in, in the epi- first episode. Uh, and, and just as a side note, did that all natural thing, I'm pretty sure that that's got to be a little bit of a, a rib there. That has to be. There's no way that Chloe Hertz is all natural. Uh, not with that backside. But anyhow, uh, second match is uh, the, the Abilene Maverick and Stevie Slays. Abilene Maverick beats her, beats her clean, and she's the heel. Which, if I'm going to give a review on that one, you know, I wasn't really planning on jumping into episode two already, but we're already here, so let's do it. Uh, if you were just watching that match and that match alone, it would be hard to say that 
Emily Maverick is a heel. Beyond the fact that she, you know, she she carries herself kind of arrogantly, but other than that, she really didn't do all that much that would that would make you think that she's a bad person. Everything that would lead you to believe that she's a bad person took place outside of the ring, and I guess they're banking on people to to know that, but I don't see how they could unless they ran the vignettes on the big screen before the match took place or something like that. Now we would know it as a viewer and watching it here, you know, going to the website, looking at the bonus clips, and then looking at the thing that takes place afterwards. Those things clearly show Abilene Maverick, aka Barbie Hayden, as being the heel. But as far as what goes on in that ring, I'm like, no, she she didn't run away. She didn't she didn't cheat. She, you know, not, none of the stuff that you know, none of the traditional heel tactics that we would kind of look at and say, okay, she she's she's the bad guy here. In fact, like I said, she she bit a clean in the middle, you know, that got her in a tilt a world slam, put her down one two three. That was it. Which only serves to show that Steffi Slay is not good because she hasn't won a match from season two till now, which sounds terrible. I was like, what's? <laughs> I did not win a match between that all this time. Uh, anyway. I, I'm gonna give it a, the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she'll she'll come along and she'll she'll win something a little bit later on. But I will say as a plus, and I hope they acknowledge this for Steffi Slays and Keita Rush, is that both of those girls have taken outside interest in uh, like kickboxing and MMA, and even represented while at a kickboxing event. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how they pulled that off. I don't know if they were just intermission entertainment or whatever the case may be. But they, as Keita Rush and Steffi Slade, showed up and did some some stuff in the ring. So I was like, okay, well, that's cool. I hope, and, and I know for a fact that Keita Rush has been, uh, like, really, really getting into MMA and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which you can see on her Facebook page. She's, she's like, really deep into it. She, she has gotten super, super athletic since uh, we last saw her as Keita Rush some, well, I'm not going to say some years ago. That sounds so long, but some time ago. So uh, if there was anybody that really deserved to stay around there, I, those two, they, 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 uh, I hope that they get something out of it. And I, and I think that the storyline for them is going to be, I know they got a match against each other coming up, and I'm assuming that Lana Star is somehow going to orchestrate that. But I also believe that uh, the Bully Busters are going to pull it together after Cage Heat wins the championships back and they're going to challenge Cage Heat and they're finally going to get that one big massive win and become the tag team champs. We'll see if I'm right. That's my guess. I, I believe that's the, the storyline. I don't know that to be a fact, so I can't call that a spoiler. But that's where I believe it's heading. So it'll be fun to see how all this unfolds. So that's it. That was that was my quick uh, rambling. On, I can't really say quick. It was almost uh, 45 minutes into this thing. But that was my quick rambling on about uh, WoW and their return season four. It has its pros. It has its cons. I think it is worth you watching. If you uh, have any other uh, observations about WoW in the season, please feel free to drop that information below. Go, go watch it. Let me know if... Uh, did you like the matches? Did you like uh, the way that it was presented? Did you did you like the the quick cut style? The the did you like uh, how they put it in the Belasco Theater? Is it a nice environment? Did, did you like the 
the evolution of the wild characters getting rid of some of that cartooniness that they had last season and really kind of bumping up the fact that they're uh, a wrestling promotion opposed to just a TV show, which is funny because the wrestling and the in-ring and the characters and all that stuff have now pushed towards being more wrestling-oriented, but the television product itself has gone completely in the opposite direction, and they're, and they're aiming now towards more theatrics and almost a movie feel, so who knows. Uh, but let, but please, let me know what you what you feel about that in the comment in comments below. I'd I love to hear it. So that is it, and uh, we're going to get back to another podcast uh, very soon. Uh, probably we'll go in and recap on season three from start to finish, and that will be exclusive to our YouTube channel. That that one won't be up on uh, uh, the the podcast traditionally, as it were, on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, so on and so forth. Uh, we'll, we'll just leave that on on the, uh, the the YouTube channel. Let that sit. So if you want to hear those, uh, please feel free to join me on that. I'd I love to have you along. Uh, these, however, season four will go up as normal. Since we are now kicking that off, we're gonna, we're gonna break that in as as a normal and regular thing. Uh, please check out for new matches, which will be popping up on uh, Women's Pro Wrestling Network on YouTube. Go to our Facebook page, Women's Pro Wrestling Network, and give us a like there because we drop in uh, news all the time. Uh, For those that are not aware, Women's Pro Wrestling Network Plus has the best of Volume 1 available to you. And you can watch that in its entirety, all two-plus hours of it, including three never-before-seen matches hosted by our lovely April D. You can see all of that right now if you go on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network Plus and you click that link. Start your free trial. You have 14 days to decide whether you want to keep it or not. 14 days. Now, that is enough time for you to watch that video. And if you change your mind, be done. But you have a good 14 days. You know what? Let me let me let me narrow that down. I think it might be seven. I think YouTube, you know, knocks it on seven. Make sure you check it before you start. But you, but you have at least seven days to look at that video and see everything that we've got there. See the whole presentation. See the entire video release at no expense. And I know that's what a lot of people like to hear. At no expense until you know it all kicks in now if you want to stay on there we, we would love to have you because we got other stuff that's coming out but no expense to you right now you can get on there you know a good seven days I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna knock it down because i want to be safe you know if you go in there you see it's 14 then you know bravo that you get an extra seven but uh you got got some time to see it for free also wpnwrestling.com with all roads lead to that definitely want to check us out there and wpn on WPN Wrestling on Twitter. We are looking for more people on Twitter. You know, we, we finally, finally, finally getting into the groove of doing Twitter. So there you go. <laughs> that is all of our stuff. So be sure to catch us on the next podcast. Follow, like, subscribe, whatever you have to do to make sure that when these things drop, when new videos pop up, when new posts hit, when new tweets come down, you know that it is us and what we're doing and what we're talking about. Because we are getting to the point that we we are now getting ready to give away some stuff. And I may be announcing that uh, on the next show. So uh, if you are wanting to support your lovely ladies of the independent wrestling circuit, we're going to be giving out some T-shirts. 
T-shirts. T-shirts are coming, so stay tuned and listen in for that. All right, folks. We appreciate it. Thank you for all your support, and we'll catch you on the next show, everybody. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.